We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> you talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Abner Mares is a world champion boxer, Olympian, sports commentator, and most importantly, a dad to two little girls. Beloved by abuelas and hardcore fans alike, Abner is a pro at entertaining the world both in and out of the ring. On Blue Wire's new podcast, On the Hook with Abner Mares, we'll hear from Abner, his family, fellow athletes, and other people who made him the boxer and the man he is. They chat about topics like the state of boxing, Abner's journey from a kid on the streets to box to a boxing champion, and sports, music, culture, and family life. Listen to On the Hook with Abner Mares wherever you get your podcasts. Episodes in English out on Tuesdays and episodes in Spanish out on Wednesdays. Blue Wire. NBA Most Valuable Player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Oh. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Two seconds. Middleton. Hello and welcome to the Eurostep of Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I am Ty Windish. I am joined, as always, by my, ooh, ooh, I, I was gonna, you know, first I went adventurous. I feel like I've done that recently. Then I went to combative, and that's not really a positive, <laughs> but I, let's, let's, you know what, let's be a wild card. And we talked about the Bucks need some more, uh, Maybe need some more a-holes to give him that kick in the pants. I guess that's you on this podcast today. Uh, Rohan Kadi, this intro is falling apart already, which is fitting because this is a fun mailbag episode. It's going to get off the rails, but combative Rohan, how's it going? You know, I feel like I need to be combative now throughout this episode. <laughs> uh, I need to Push change my down. personality a little bit. It's just, it's going to work. We'll make it happen. Why we do you have a problem with that? We always do. We always do. Congratulations to you for getting through a big week of tests. Oh, yes. Midterms. Midterms. Always good to uh, put that behind you. And now we can get rolling toward the weekend with a very, very fun mailbag. We put out a call for questions on Twitter and in our Euro group Discord. Uh, we are going to go through the Discord ones first. If you're in the Discord, you get preferential treatment. If you'd like to be in the Discord, screenshot yourself listening to or screenshot your rating and review of the Eurostep and send it to us on Twitter. Or and we take will... a selfie. It's you listening one... to the pod. Yep, that does. We'll always some... appreciate those. We always appreciate everyone listening to the pod and proving it in any fashion possible. Um, but yeah, send that to us on Twitter and we will get you in the cord for this preferential treatment. Let's start with a plunder. I'm just like, I sometimes I know people's names and it's just more fun to read the screen name. So a plunder is up first. He asks us, how far away from a title are the Bucks in your opinion? How much do they have to add in talent? And how much can they afford to lose to add that player or players? Uh, I'll let you go first, Rohan. What are you thinking here? 
See, the thing is with this team, I'm already like I'm already just an up in an upset mindset about this team now. Uh, <laughs> they should theoretically be there already, necessarily, right? Yeah, they should they should ish. be in the tier, but they're not. They're not competing for titles. They haven't made the finals yet with this current core. They haven't come close necessarily. So what? I feel like they're not very far away. They're just like a notch below. So it's not going to take that much. Maybe like a player or two in terms of a talent upgrade. Maybe. That's, I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. Just like one or two players I feel like could make the difference. Maybe one player, one coach. Yeah. Why not? I mean, how about two personnel? Let's say that. <laughs> two total. Yeah. Um, no, like I think if you look this past season, if you magically swap out Bledsoe and World Throw and Ursan and add CP3, who apparently was readily available, um, I think you all of a sudden, like, did the Bucks win the title this past year? Maybe not. I mean, clearly there was just like, they just war- did not have it together. In Wait, the who bubble, you replacing so- Ursan with? Yeah, you're right. I guess, I guess, <laughs> silly me. I didn't have an Ursan contingency. Yeah, they're sunk. Um, no, but. I think they're a lot closer and I do think they're like, I mean, I think they were within range anyway. Right. I mean, like they were so good for most of the regular season that I think if you, if you found a way to add a CP three or better, and I'm talking CP three of this last season, like again, the, the issue is CP three. And a lot of people have articulated this to me in various degrees of comprehensibility is, you know, he's old, like he might fall apart and like, sure, maybe he will. I don't think he's going to completely fall apart, but it's possible. But like, a player on the level he was on this past season or better, if you transport them on the Bucks for the cost of like Bledsoe and stuff, I think certainly they maybe not favorites just because of how bad the last two postseasons have gone, but they are up there with anybody else as currently constructed. And I think as we would expect the teams to be constructed going forward, for like they should be in the conversation. They should certainly at least be going to the finals. I mean, we also said this last year, and um, they took a step back, so you never know. They also didn't make a huge talent upgrade. They didn't. They they, they did the opposite of that, actually. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I, I don't think it's a crazy move required, but I do think, like, the Bud thing is going to hurt. I think the Bud thing is definitely going to hurt. I mean, I, I said this on one of the post-game pods from the playoff run, and, and I, I haven't changed my stance. I just talk about it less because – it's depressing and unavoidable. Uh, shout out 2020 for you. But I, I don't really have much faith in them beating four teams in a row in seven-game series with Bud at the helm. I just really don't. Um, I think their talent advantage would have to be fairly overwhelming. So if they can find a guy who is as good as Chris Paul was last year, I still think they'll have a shot. But if they just make marginal ads this offseason, then I'll be very concerned that they're going to just get outmatched once again. Yeah, it's just we we have enough evidence at this point that there needs to be some sort of change that occurs in that spot. And I agree. Until that happens, I don't really see anything changing. Unless there's just, yeah, like you said, like an overwhelming talent, which is <laughs> based on what the Bucks are probably going to do. It needs to be the talent. Yeah, yeah, that is what it, what it seems like. But who knows? I mean, we... We know Giannis is is flexing I mean, no, his... No, at, at this point, it's definitely because all the big coaches are off the market. I mean, that's fair. I mean, there's still, there's always candidates who don't get hired. You never know. You never know. Um, Giannis, Giannis is flexing his metaphorical muscles in addition to his physical muscles these days. If he says it, I think so it shall be. Um, I don't think, it doesn't seem like he's going to say it, but I, I think that would, I think that's the only re- way you get a head coaching change in Milwaukee is if Giannis deems yeah. it a must. Yep. Um, let's just move on. Let's, let's just, um, there's some other, it, like, like, like Jules, Jules Q asked a pair of good ones. We'll go one at a time. First, if the Bucks can get a first for Bledsoe and two good seconds for Brooke. And this is not like figuring out, like this is just, this. that's the first part of the hypothetical. So just take that as a fact. Um, so if they get a first for Bledsoe and two good seconds for Brooke, who could be the best possible player we could trade for if we include the Indy first, both Indy seconds, the 2024 first, and Dante? Is Beal a realistic target for those three firsts and four seconds and Dante? Three? Ooh. Hmm. I think maybe. Like, you're I, putting yourself in a conversation yes, for a lot yes, of guys. Yes, you're definitely getting yourself in the range of trading for a star with that kind of with that kind of uh, pick equity. 
I think you're definitely in maybe a Bradley Beal range for that. It's 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 like uh, for a star if they're available. Yeah. Yes. Like, if a star is available, that is that's just the starting price. Which is like, and and it's, it's I think you you probably need some help. You probably need some collusion help too. Oh, a hundred percent. Like you need Giannis and and Chris and whoever else to be doing a little bit of work to kind of grease the wheels. Like I don't think if you called Washington today and the Wizards, from all reporting, have no inclination to deal Brad Beal. If you called Washington today, whoever the hell the Washington Wizards GM is, and said we have first from X team, two seconds from X team, these two indie seconds, this crappy indie pick, and the 2024 or 2025 bucks first, give us Bradley Beal. He's just saying no. Like you're not, you're not convincing a team to move from a star it doesn't want to move for for that package yes you Um, need you need to have a star who wants out and with that sort of package the one that's described you need to have a star who wants out that wants to go to the team that you're trading him to or i think you can go to like the semi-star tier and then probably find a few options who like their teams aren't super dedicated to them like that's certainly i think you could probably go snag drew holiday for that Ooh. I think you could snag Victor Oladipo for maybe less than oh, that. Oh, you could get Oladipo for less than that. And we should do, I mean, I, I want to do like a, a, a roundup of all the possibly available guys, probably as a separate pod because we have a lot of questions mm. to get to. Um, but Oladipo, like, and, and I've been on record on Twitter and on this podcast of being low on Victor Oladipo. If the asking price is truly what some folks around the league are saying it is, let, why not? Like, yeah. if it's two second-round picks for Victor and salary, then just get Victor Oladipo. Like, it's worth the gamble at that point. I don't love the fit. Um, I, I'm not even convinced he's going to be that guy again. And I feel like at that point, Indy probably just, you know, rolls the dice and waits till the deadline. But if they're going to move him for, like, nothing, then go get him. I don't think they will. Um, but that certainly puts you – even if that puts you probably, I'll say, let's say they don't trade him in the offseason – he plays well to start the year, then that probably puts you in like fair Oladipo range at the deadline. Yes. I so completely I'd, I'd say that not to cut you off, but that tier of that like almost all-star tier of player who like the team yeah. is like kind of interested in. I mean, certainly I think that gets you Chris Paul, no question. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah, that definitely gets you Chris Paul. Um I would much rather the Bucks go after Bradley Beal than Chris Paul. But yeah. 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 And and I still think they can get outbid. Like I still think Denver, without trying very hard, can shoot you a couple draft picks and Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, if they give Porter, it's like that's better than anything the Bucks can give. Yeah, and and they can. I mean, their salary match is good too because you assume it's Gary Harris, who like I think is good. He's just had some struggles ah, with health. Is he? I think he's been. I think he's been hurt. I, I think. I mean, if the, if the Nuggets want to hand the he's been hurt, but he's also not been good. <laughs> Last yeah, season and I, a half, I, two seasons. I think there's a correlation. I really do. Um, That's fair. From the Nuggets people I follow. Who knows, though? But, yeah, I mean, it's like it's better than, like, Ursan and, and George Hill or Ursan and, Marv, and uh, uh, excuse me, Robin Lopez. But, um, but yeah, I, I think Denver has a, a trump card. The Warriors have a trump card in that Minnesota pick. That Minnesota pick is the most valuable draft pick that can be traded today. Uh, or I, it can't literally today because there's a moratorium, but when picks can be traded just because your own picks are never as valuable if you're trading for a star because, like, you're going to be good uh, or it's just two down the line for anyone to care. But that Wolves pick, they're, like, they're going to be 13th at best in the West in a loaded draft, and I think it's top three protected, so I don't know. It's a good pick. Yeah, no, it definitely, it definitely is a good pick. Uh, so... That's why I was saying earlier, the uh, the star would need to want to go to Milwaukee in a trade. You know, yeah, so other yeah. teams just sort of get scared out. Yeah, I mean, if if, if it's if it's a guy if it's a Beal or better guy, yeah. If it's a guy on the tier below Beal, then I think <clears throat> then I think with that package, you can just go get him. Like I think I think you go go get Drew Holiday for that, and the Pelicans say thanks. So I think someone around as good as Drew Holiday. You know, actually, I'll throw out a name. Okay. Depending on how the new front office feels about him, that's probably good enough to get you Zach Levine. Ah, uh, oh, you're not a Levine guy. Uh, I actually, I'm high on Zach. I think he's good. Uh, that's fair. I think he's good, and it's certainly more than enough to get you DeRozan. Ah, uh, I'm coming around. 
I've always liked Demar. Let's move on. Let's move on. You're just <laughs> going to keep making noises. Um, oh, this is where I need to do my live pod research. And I'll make you go first, even though I know you have absolutely nothing for this question. In the off chance, we don't trade the 24th pick. This is also from Jules Q. Uh, who do you want the Bucks to target? Mannion, Balmero, Josh Green, and Jaden McDaniels are my personal favorites at that range. Okay, I actually do have stuff for this tie. Oh. I do come prepared. Uh, okay. The one name I like out of that list right now is Jaden McDaniels, because okay. you're getting a like a rangy sort of like uh, rangy sort of wing who can play up and who can also shoot. Like I don't know what else you can ask for. I don't think I think that's what the Bucks really need to target with a draft pick rather than like a guard. It's you just need to find a wing you can mold. So that's why. So this is actually funny, and I was kind of thinking of this This one player reminds me of this other player, and the first on Kevin O'Connor's big board that he's shades of is Malcolm Brogdon. I really like Desmond Bain. Uh, KOC has him 20th right now on the big board, so certainly could fall four picks. And I think like guys like Pat Williams and Tyrese Maxey, I'm very high on. I don't think either of those guys, they might not even make it out of the lottery with this weird draft. But Desmond Bain, so he's about 22, so he's old. I personally have no problem with that. Like the Bucks are trying to win now. I don't I don't like the odds of taking a guy who's 19 here who might be a really good player in 5 years cuz I just think one it's too late and two the chance of getting like the chance of a guy panning out that well at this spot in the draft is very low. But Desmond Bain is a knockdown shooter both off screens and off the dribble, shot 44% on more than 200 threes, uh 16 points and 6 rebounds. Uh, seven rebounds per 40 minutes, just a hair under four assists. Um, and he can run the pick and roll a little bit. He can finish. Like he's just a complete wing player at six, five. He seems like at least in a year or two would probably slot in as a, a good fifth starter at the two. And maybe even earlier than that. Like I just, I like the idea of a player who really knows how to play. Um, and I think that is Desmond Bain for sure. So that would be if they if they make a pick there, if they walk away with him, I'd be really happy. I think they'd have found a contributor right away. Okay, let me let me take this in a little bit of a different way. Okay. Do you think they should keep Ooh. the pick? Um probably not, but with the caveat that I would not hold it against them if they did right now and I hold a lot against them. So this is saying something. The league is in such a weird place. Um, it seems like a lot of the league is in a holding pattern as we wait for the salary cap to be unveiled. I mean, I think now it seems like things are firming up. It seems like it will be just about around where it was expected. The league is going to make that happen despite obviously losing a lot of income this past season. Um, just to, I mean, like I, I've said this before, but like if the salary cap gets cut in half or something, business in the NBA just can't operate. So that's not going to happen. Um, so... So I think we'll start to see some some things soon, but nobody can make any trades or anything until at least the draft. And again, they still have to officially set the cap, set the next year, etc. Um, so I would get like I would don't force a trade just to trade that pick. I don't think it's their. I mean, it's probably maybe it's one of their more valuable assets. It does get a little tricky. I think you you'd have to make the deal on pretty short notice, but it is what it is. Um, I would prefer them to make a trade with this pick. But um, I don't know. I, I would prefer them to make a trade with this pick. I think I just, I guess it, it a little bit depends if Giannis resigns, right? Like if Giannis resigns, you probably buy a little bit more breathing room. Um, if he doesn't though, I just feel like you got to go all in right now. And, and I feel like this pick is one of your few easily tradable commodities. Yeah, that's fair. But my thing is if you're trading this pick, you have to, you have to go get someone good. Yeah. Because otherwise, yeah, you're kind of screwed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you kind of are anyway. <laughs> That's the, fair. If the 24th overall pick is the difference between you being screwed and you not, you're, you're yeah, in 10 years' place. That's a good point. <laughs> um, they have some seconds coming in. They, they've done okay work with seconds before. Um, they just need to actually keep these guys around the damn team for longer than a year or two, uh, and then they'd be in a really good position. Speaking of... Talking about Damien Inglis, right? Yeah. The English patient. Um, speaking of giving up the pick for a good player, someone we somehow haven't touched on yet. This is from Rare Monkey in the Discord. Okay, I have to ask, he says. 
How much are you willing to give up for Bogdan in a sign-in trade? So, I we haven't addressed this. So, who was it? Who reported it? Was it Shams? Uh, I don't remember. I think it was Shams. I think it was in one of Shams' roundups. Yeah. yeah. He said Milwaukee is going to have interest in Bogdan Bogdanovich, who is a restricted free agent with the Sacramento Kings. Uh, I think he'd be a great fit on this team. Yeah, I do too. Sort of the... Yeah, my only difficulty with it is I just feel like at this point the Bucks have like three secondary ball handlers and no real primary ball yeah. handler. Um, I, I do think they could use a guy who just clearly is going to dribble the ball and set guys up a lot to kind of get everything else in motion. But he is just like good. And I think if you can get him for your draft picks in one rotation player, you should probably do it. Mm-hmm. How much do you think he's going to make? Probably like 10, 13 mil? I guess, I mean, that's really where you can kind of differentiate yourself and get him, right? Like, I, I think that's part of the way you pry him away from the Kings is if you pay him more than the Kings, like the, basically the reverse Brogdon, right? Like, <laughs> that's kind of how you go get him. I mean, what is what is Eric Bledsoe making this year? Like 16 million? 16.8. What if you just kind of matched it so the sign-in trade was Bledsoe and a pick for That's Bogdan? exactly the trade that I was thinking. Yeah, I would really you just, like You just have to match salary and just take that because I don't think the Kings are paying Bogdanovich 16, like 17 mil a year. Yeah, I think that I think that's what you do. You give him 17, you acknowledge it might be an overpay, but maybe even more, maybe even 18. I think he's a good player. I mean, it's he's been a little wishy-washy with the shooting, but there's certainly some off-the-dribble chops, and it's certainly like... It could be a good bet that the King's incompetence is making him look less dynamic than he is. That always is a safe bet. Yeah, no, you can <laughs> you can always count on the Kings to be uh, incompetent. Yeah, and there is the the Bogdan, or I should say the Bogdanovich Atetokounmpo relationship. That is like one of the few in the league we've ever seen. But remember, he and. Who was he with? And he was on like a a, a FaceTime with Giannis and or extra Instagram Live, I think. With Giannis I'm not and Tenesis. aware of this. You're not aware of this? No. Am I just completely oh. missing out? Unless I'm completely wrong. Hold on, I'm googling. Giannis I might be wrong here. Instagram. I'm pretty sure they did an Instagram together, but now I can't find it. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. I think it looks like it was Bogdan and his lady friend. Yeah, and and Giannis and Tanasis, and they did a they did a live together. When was this? Um, it was posted in July. Okay, but this is like this is when somebody else posted. It was it was a few months ago. It might have been during the shutdown. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, hey, some sort that of might a be a thing. You go you go pay Giannis's friends. Exactly, and if Giannis really likes it, I think he's a good player. I think he's a decent. I I would like it. I would certainly give up Bledsoe and the pick and pay him all that money. I yeah. don't know if that's enough for the Kings. Who knows? They have a they actually have a front office now, so who knows? Yeah. What if what if it has to be? What if it's Brook and Urson and you pay him eighteen per as well? Brook and Urson and you pay him. So you keep Bledsoe. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, in so this don't trade. Look, in this trade, yes, yes, yes. I would still – you still move Bledsoe yes. somewhere else. But just like what if the Kings say we have no desire to add that guy? We have our point guard. We could use a center. I think Rashawn Holmes is hitting free agency. Marvin Bagley lives in uh, the rehab facility. Um, oh injury God. injury rehab. Injury rehab. <laughs> Let me be clear. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll take Brooke Lopez, throw in Ersan so salaries work. You got to pay Bogdan $18 million. So the Kings don't want Eric Bledsoe, but they're clamoring for Ersan. No, they're clamoring for Brooke Lopez, and Ersan is there for salary. <laughs> and they love stretch force, and, but they hate Bielitra for some reason. I, sure. I I honestly, I don't, I don't know if you can take the Kings out of the Kings. Uh, you that cannot. didn't make any sense. But <laughs> you can't take the Kangs out of the Kings. That's what, what you're I was trying for. to kill. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think you could. I think you can get Bogdanovich away, and you wouldn't. I don't think you would have to give him that much. I think you just have to pay him, like you were saying. That's all it's going to take. 
Yeah, you, which you might just, be trouble for Milwaukee, but who knows? You have to match salary, and you cannot send George Hill there. That's a non-starter. George Hill and the Kings not okay. fond of each other. Um, but yeah, yeah. If maybe Bring you Vince can just Carter couple. out of retirement. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think I would give up Brooke to do it too. Yeah, fair. If it's Brooke Urson in this first, I would do it. I I just think. Like, I want to see way more Giannis at five. So just, like, make Robin Lopez your starter at center or sign one of the billion centers hitting free agency for whatever, not much, and then go from there and, and play a lot more Giannis at the five, especially in the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, I would like I would like Bogdan, though. I would give that up for Bogdan. Yeah, um, no, I, would, I think it would be a really good fit. I do, too. I would toss in the Indy seconds, too, if yeah. it came to it. Uh, Bogdan's good, and you need to get somebody. They, they can't stamp at. Uh, we have an absolutely... Stupid question next, but I'm going to do the ad read first. Um, even though sports had a break and I'm taking a break from the mailbag right now, your business didn't. You have to keep moving and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions do apply. Offer valid through December 31st. The wait is over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. And don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word, BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Now, I call the next question stupid because it is from local, not, not local to Wisconsin, but local Discord antagonist StowCenter93. If you'll remember from our live stream on Twitch, Still was taking shots at Rohan. How dare you? <laughs> and still wants to know if Giannis said he will only stay if Ty or Rohan steps down from the Euro step, who steps down? I mean, I'll take the bullet here. I think we'll both step down if that's what it accomplishes. Yeah, honestly. I'll and then we'll Giannis just come pick. right back. They didn't say we can't come back. Exactly. It's like, uh, are you an, do you watch The Office? Yeah. You know, like when Michael Scott uh, is like in discussions to sell his paper company back to Dunder Mifflin. And he's like, I don't care. It doesn't matter if I'm broke. I'll start another paper company tomorrow. I have plenty of names. That's us. Yeah. We'd be back called Buck That the next day. Oh, I like that name. I wanted that to be the name of, I think, winning six back in the day. And Adam McGee was like, absolutely not. That's terrible. <laughs> You're suspended for 45 minutes. Um, so, yeah, either of us would step down. Uh, we would both step down simultaneously. And then we'd come uh, right back. Loophole. New Bucks pod. Yeah, same feed, new pod. Um, same feed for the listeners. So no, still on Blue Wire. Oh, oh, it's on Blue Wire. Come on now. Um, from Twitter. Let's go to our Twitter questions. Let's do uh, it. OG Jeezy, who shouts to OG. Uh, the, the E's and Jeezy are, are both threes, by the way. Um, he left us a very nice review on Apple Podcasts. More people should be like OG Jeezy. It's also a great Twitter follow. It's really good follow. Uh, ridiculously good. Uh, I don't. I just don't see the front office making big upgrades to the roster. 
Do you guys believe key acquisitions will be added to this team before the 2021 season begins? I think at first blush, it might sound like this overlaps with what we talked about already, but I actually do think it's a different question. Not like what move will they make, but do we actually think there'll be a big move? Like this really made me sit down and think for a minute. It didn't, it didn't make me think at all. There's no choice. You have to. I, I agree. There's but no this choice. Is the same you, thing. You can't do any. You can't do anything else. Like there's no way that an NBA front office is this stupid, right? <laughs> like to I mean, not do anything. There's no what, way. There's no what way. did we agree was necessary after Game Two of the Miami series? That's not happening. I mean, fair. Like I, I think from uh, like in a vacuum, right? Like if you take generic NBA front office with no external forces. Absolutely. Like, I, I think I'm not arguing with you that like they have to in Why terms I'm of combative. like, uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but I'm not arguing with you in terms of like, it seems like they have to. And I'm not even, I'm not, I'm really just playing devil's advocate. I think everything we've heard is that they're going to, uh, they've now been tied to Oladipo and Bogdanovich. But the Chris Paul thing is concerning. Like the reasons and we're, I'm, I'm in harping on this. I'll continue to do so. Um, but like the the cost of of paying him, who who cares? Like this is the time, the part hey, of do your you know, ownership. That's like that's like two penthouses time. <laughs> the a penthouses, year. We we got to figure out like the exact cost and then start measuring every dollar <laughs> amount in number of penthouses. Um, <laughs> oh man! Uh, but what was I? Wes Edens come can, on the pod. <laughs> can, I don't think anymore. Um, Oh my goodness, what was I talking about? Chris Paul money. Yeah, but now I'm like... Reasons. Yeah, whatever. Um, I, I don't know. I'm just... It, it's concerning. <laughs> you, I have not been that that swiftly knocked off of a point in a long time. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I, I think they will. Um, they've been tied to a lot of players. It is concerning, though. I, I do think they will as well. I agree with you. But I, I don't think 100% they do. I think like 70% that they do. I'm going to go 78. That's not even that. That's not even that certain. Okay, fine. I'll go 97. <laughs> you don't even mean it anymore. Oh, I mean it now. <laughs> 97. Okay. Well, I was going to go 79. Is that making? Then I just flipped the digits. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, hey, stuff happens. Numbers are hard. Oh, I feel like I was going to say something truly great. <laughs> I was like so, so amped up. Whatever. It, it probably sucked. Uh, from at last chance, friend of the pod, Lazarus Jackson. This is a fun one. How many Culver's malts? And I don't, I don't even know if Culver serves malts per se, but we know what he means. They do, don't they? Uh, they probably do. I just like, so I always get confused because there's like malts and Sundays, which are like, Every 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 ice cream place has those, and then every ice what? cream place it seems like also has their own thing that has its own name. Okay, so it's like a malt is like a malted shake made out of malted milk. Do they have one? Uh oh, shoot, that's what I was gonna look up. Uh, Culver's malt. Okay. <laughs> I love that you can hear the keyboard. <laughs> it's aesthetically pleasing. Uh, yes, they do. Okay, so as, excuse me, Laz. I'm so sorry. Uh, but they, what they is even have the How Malts Got Their Start page. That's nice. Shout out Craig Culver, UW Oshkosh graduate. Really? Uh, fellow Titan out here in the world. Uh, but they, they have their concrete mixtures. That's what got me confused. Ice cream, the fact that each place has their own drink name, it's unnecessary. Uh, we need some standardization there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, let me get back to the question. <laughs> what? What we need standards? We do. Like I, I'm tired of pulling up, and I always do this, and I always get crap from my girlfriend about it. Pull up to one place. Let's say I'm at Burger King or Dairy Queen, and I say, "Let me get a concrete mixer," and I get punched in the arm. And like, no, it's a blizzard here. No, it's a frosty here. I can't keep track. I don't eat that much fast food ice cream. <sighs> oh, anyway, let me get off my high horse. Laz wants to know how many Culver's molds could Robin Lopez finish in a single sitting. See, like the, the the obvious answer is just a lot, but let's yes, dig deeper. Because he he's like seven one, and like how how much does he weigh? Three something, right? He is uh, 
seven one, like I said. And... Oh, two eighty one. Okay, Robin. Maybe he needs to eat more. Yeah, seriously, that's pretty slim for seven foot one. I guess apparently so. He's this must be a troll. This has to be a troll. So Rollo is listed at two eighty one. One pound under Brooke Lopez, who's listed at 282. <laughs> I feel like Brooke got weighed, and then Robin was just like, put me as one pound lighter. <laughs> and then he and then he gave Brooke crap about it. Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> that's fun. Um, uh, so how many could he eat? So the thing is with malts is they're a little thicker, right? Yeah. So it's probably less than the amount of just like normal shakes he could eat in a single sitting. Yeah, like by quart, I think certainly like he's putting down more chocolate custard by quart than he is a malt. Oh, a hundred percent. For sure. hundred percent. So, see, I'm trying to base this off of like how many I could do and then scale it up. How many do you think you could do? Like two? Probably like, yeah, probably two. See, I think like it's not that you're physically full. I just think you'd start to feel sick. And that's a true limiting factor. Yeah. So if I could do two and probably like double it for Robin, because he's like a foot taller than me and like a (laughs) hundred plus pounds more than me. I just smelled. Yeah, I think think I'd go with five. I'm going to say six. I'm going to give him an extra one. Because I think I, I think I could probably do two. I might be able to do three. I think I could do three if I was like challenged. Gun to my head, I could do three. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. Hundred percent. But I think like willingly two. I, I I don't know. Ice cream kind of gets to me. I, I would probably only be comfortable with one. Honestly, I'd, I'd rather just be gluttonous with like the main food. See, the, no. The thing is, if it's like a malt, like I can just drink it as I'm going about my day. Oh, I didn't think of that. That's true. I, if I was I'm thinking, just like if I'm just like on my uh, on my laptop, well, like doing work it, or something, and it I can is just in a single sitting. So I, yeah, I, guess I mean, I just count. don't get up. Okay. <laughs> Got the depends on. Um, <laughs> it's not going to be say, that long. <laughs> I'm going to say six. I think all the time spent at the Disney properties, like I feel like there was a lot of eating of junk food in, in, at those trips. So I feel like he has it in him to get through six. And it's also, like, very small to him, like, physically. Right. So he could just, like, he could, like, do it in, like, two sips. Yeah, I think the first one's going down within, like, 40 seconds. Oh, 100%. He's just chugging that thing. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think, yeah. I think five to six. I think we're we're pretty close. Those those are good estimates. Yeah. Final. I'm going to go with five. And you're saying six. I'll stay with six, yeah. I'll stay with six. If he ever does this someday, we'll know which of us was right. Yeah. Robin Lopez, Chances do the challenge. Good. Chances are good. Everyone tweet Robin Lopez asking him how many malts he could have. He's got to do it. I, I won't take his word. I, I need to see the film. I need yeah. to grind the tape. <laughs> need to study the film. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, go full I'm giving Nikias. up. I was going to say, I was just going to say, I'm giving up serious film study. Nikias has every team in the league covered. Um, go follow. Is it at Nikias NBA? Yeah. Follow Nikias if you don't. Everyone knows Nikias, but follow him if you somehow don't. Um, but he can have hardcore film study. The Eurostep has malt drinking. That is our yeah. turf. Leave it to us. Yeah, find a new slant. Find a new slant. Um, at Dovinia, I think. At Dovinia underscore. Yes. Absolutely sure. terrific question. I think this covers our food talk for the week. I should have saved it for last, but oh well. Um, what, and this is going to be contentious. This is why you're combative, Rohan. Okay. What is the best potato based side dish? See, my question is what counts as a side dish? So hit me with some examples. So are we going to say like breakfast potatoes could be like a side dish? I'm going to say yes. Yes. Okay. Then that's certainly up there. Like with the peppers and onions. Mm. That's elite. That's elite. It's not my number one. Breakfast tomorrow. I actually just had breakfast for dinner. Ooh, that also might be the move. Okay. Did the potatoes in the air fryer. I, Ooh. Is good, Should I get good an call. air fryer? Yeah, yeah. Air, oh, oh. I, I, we won't do a segment on it because you don't have one yet. But, but maybe we'll do one after you get one. You should get an air fryer. Like, we got the air fryer and Instant Pot at the same exact time last Christmas. Okay. Probably use the Instant Pot four to six times. Use the air fryer multiple. You can put anything in the air fryer. Use it multiple times a week. It's elite. Like, I'm not kidding. 
We got some kebabs, some pre-made kebabs from Pick and Save. Tossed them in there, rotated them up, rotated them a few times. Steak kebabs. They came out perfect. Thanks. So an air fryer perfect. actually does good. Yes. You just toss this out. And you can put like frozen veggies in it. You can put like fries. Um, we do these like frozen vegetarian, uh, like fake chicken patties. Those get done really well in there. The air fryer, anything you would put in the oven, you can put in the air fryer. It's incredible. Okay. Okay. I might have to do some research, you know. Look uh. into the air fryer for sure. That's my recommend. <laughs> that's my solid take of the week okay okay i might have to do that but yeah back to the question so yeah yeah yeah. potatoes potatoes um <laughs> yeah, let's get back to our uh, <laughs> 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 uh so <laughs> potatoes as a side dish not now i'm just thinking breakfast potatoes you can do like hash like hash browns yeah hash browns probably are my winner they might they might have to be honestly a good plate mashed of hash potatoes. browns. Mashed potatoes are also up there. See, potatoes are so good, dude. Potato skins? Yes, I I, I would say a tier below. I think my mm. S tier is... A baked is potato? Good, a twice baked potato, you got me. Baked potato, eh. Yeah, same. Uh, have you ever had a croquette? I don't, I have not. I think that's what it's called, a potato croquette. It's like a, it's somehow they cook it. It's like in more fancier places. Um, but they, they, I don't know how they do it. I'm not a scientist, but basically it's like a hard shell around a soft inner potato like filling. Ooh. Usually some spice to it. Like just wild stuff. Like technology, okay. technology is going crazy. <laughs> uh, does, uh, does potato soup count? Oh, I, I, let, let's, let's read the question. It's like MVP voting. It it just says side dish. So if you feel like a so soup is a like side dish, so if you have like soup on a side as a side, then I guess you could say that. Yes, because that's elite. Like creamy potato soup. Yeah, yeah. Every potatoes go well in everything. Honestly. They really do. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know what to choose. I'm gonna say hash browns. Like a good good hash browns, like with some peppers and onions in there on the side of like whatever your breakfast food is. Some eggs. I, I mix everything together Ooh. personally. So for me, like I'm getting the bacon, I'm getting the eggs, I'm getting the hash browns with like, like all the, in the one veggies. Mix. Yeah, just like slop it all up, get a little bit on each okay. forkful. Ooh. That like okay, there's nothing more comforting yeah. than just that big plate of ha- like, or if you want to call it like a uh, like what a like the the breakfast places call it like a skillet or like whatever. Yeah, yeah. where it's like all baked in there. That's really like yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna say the hash brown variations. Okay, I might have to agree with you honestly. I know I'm supposed to be combative, but it's they're just so really good. good. They're just so good. And like, I guess we shout out fries. Fries are good. I yeah. know some people are tired of fries. They're not on the same level as hash browns. No, no, they're really not. They're, those are just like, those are just like a munchy sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I don't know how else to describe it in the sense that you just, you just munch on them. They're not like actual food. Hash browns are like almost too good to be a side dish. Whereas fries are like certainly just a side dish. Yeah. See, if you do like hash browns on the side of like an eggs and toast, Ugh. you know, so good. Um, I yeah, will say, I think breakfast is decided tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. Um, my other S tier though, Cajun fries, like Popeyes mm, fries. Those okay. are those are like crispy Cajun fries. Okay, that's up there. Not as good as hash browns. Nah, but that's like that's the elite tier of fries. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's top one percentile. Yes. That's the LeBron of fries. <laughs> you don't get that every time. Mm. That's the Dante DiVincenzo of fries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Delaware MJ or whatever. <laughs> Michael Jordan of Delaware. Uh, (laughs) Uh, oh we got two more good questions um i love this pod uh at sports nuts six with the two-parter we'll go one at a time number one here is timely actually i gotta pull up a twitter yes um, i know exactly what you're talking about yeah but number number, I'll, i'll just let you talk while i look it up but what do you think about milwaukee getting a wnba team yes 100 percent 100% 100% well. behind it because I feel like it's an underrepresented market in the Midwest. Yeah, absolutely. I think Indiana, Minnesota, and maybe Chicago. Maybe it's not that underrepresented. No, but in terms of like this demographic, yes. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and so it's Ryan at Ryan in six um, who presented 
a sports portfolio item, the Milwaukee Dose. It's like a comprehensive rebrand with jersey mock-ups, a bunch of photoshops, um, both icon and statement edition, logos, it explanations for all of them. beautiful. It did, and I think it was Arike Agubawale. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, she quote tweeted, and she was Milwaukee like, yeah. Zone. Mm-hmm. She was like, yeah, I know my city would get behind this or something to that effect. And we agreed yes. uh, with her. No, that would be amazing. I hope Milwaukee gets a WNBA team. That'd be so yeah. great. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, I would be all about it. I did get a little bit of a side eye from the Wisconsin Glow. Um, the Wisconsin Glow, our professional uh, team of women basketball, professional women's basketball team, excuse me, uh, who played in Oshkosh on the Herd Arena. Um, I think the status of that league is up in the air. It was like a, a side league. Uh, my response was put the glow in the WNBA. We'll be behind that too, all the way. But yeah, we definitely, I would love Wisconsin to have a WNBA team and an NHL team. Let me go to more, more pro hockey games, please. Oh, do the Admirals not count? Couldn't, they're not they, good enough for you? They're in a minor league. I, yeah, that's, if that does, I mean, yes, I, I knew that. I also don't know a lot about hockey. I don't either, but they get, like it's way more fun in person. Is it? I I don't know. I just whenever I try to watch hockey, I can't see where the puck is. That's see. That's that's the hard part about hockey on TV. I don't. I, if I can't see it on TV, how am I supposed to see it in person? It's easier in person, and it doesn't it? matter because like everyone wears like the hockey sweaters. There's a lot of beer being drunk. Like it, mm. so, it's just like good so it's word. just a brewer's game. Yeah, but colder. And more Why would I want that? More violent, more aggressive. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a good salesman of hockey. I don't watch a ton of hockey. Part two of the question. It's a Brewers game, but colder <laughs> and more combative. Um, what are the chances the Bucks bring back Tony Snell? Also from Sports Nuts Six. What a great question to end on. I think. See, I think it's high if we. If we consider how much of a reach that Snell season has. True. Yes. Influential. I, yeah, who knows? Maybe he's actually made his way into the front office. <laughs> it's certainly possible. In terms of influence. Yeah. And it's like, um, bring back Tony Snell. It's like, okay, man. Let's do it. It's and we gotta we gotta keep this momentum that Snell season has on all the Bucks Twitter going. We we a rising tide raises all ships. Snell season is our tide. <laughs> Yeah, I think in, in seriousness, I think it is possible. Um, if he takes a vet min to go somewhere. Is he a free agent? I wasn't sure. I assumed yes, based on the question. I mean, if he has any sort of an option, the answer is not a chance. Oh, my God. We gave him $46 million. <laughs> he owes us a vet min year. Um, oh, yeah. He has a player option. Uh, 0%. 0%. 0.000% that Tony Snell is turning down the largest year of that contract. Um. Yeah. No. He. <laughs> what is, is it, set to four make four years, forty six. Yeah. So he's set to make twelve million dollars this year. Oh God. Yeah. He's not. He's do you want to hear? To... To, do you want to hear Tony Snell's contract incentives? Do you remember these? I don't. Please tell me. These are freaking amazing. I will go in order from least to most hilarious. A hundred k for likely conference finals and more than seventy five percent of second round games. Um, that was triggered in in twenty nineteen his last year with the Bucks. 100k likely bonus if they won 50 games that was also triggered that year so those are those are team bonuses that's fine here we go here's the fun ones 150k unlikely bonus for all defensive second team oh okay (laughs) 250k unlikely bonus for all defense first team $500,000 unlikely bonus for defensive player of the year (laughs) tony snell is out here betting on himself why is that in his contract (laughs) So it's actually only a if you count the 200k incentive he got in the 2018-19 year, it's actually only a 40 43 and a half million dollar contract. The other two and a half were these wild incentives. <laughs> so there's a clause in Tony Stills' contract for when the, if he wins Defensive Player of the Year. Yep, he gets five hundred thousand more dollars for that. Honestly, if you're putting that in, put more. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Give him like, like a three million dollar bonus if he wins Defensive Player of the Year or something. Like the maximum allowable. If Tony Snell is give DPOI, him a max contract. If he wins yeah, DPOI. give him a freaking super max. 
if if Tony Stowe wins DPOI, he is Supermax eligible and is guaranteed to sign this, <laughs> guaranteed to be offered a Supermax. And then the league folds. Yes. That's the other clause. That's just so funny. Shout out to Tony Snell. Everyone should endeavor to have the confidence of Tony Snell in their day-to-day life. My goodness. 500K for Defensive Player of the Year. Tony Snell. He set a goal and he went for it. He, yeah. You know what he should have done? He should have done he perfect won free throw season. Oh, yeah, that's true. Imagine if, on that. imagine if Tony Snell won DPOI. I don't I actually legitimately I don't think it's even possible it's not it's really do you know how good Tony I mean I guess when he was on the Bucks maybe maybe it's possible like if you're the best perimeter defender on the Bucks but now that he's on the Pistons like I don't like Chris Dunn was an unbelievable defender and I think he made all defense second team I think maybe maybe I think that's really your ceiling if you're not a star player who doesn't have a good offensive output and you're on a team nobody cares about like it's just not happening yeah there's there's no chance especially you'd have to beat out like other wing defenders at his position as well I guess it's not even really possible on the box because I cannot see a universe where Giannis Brooke Lopez and Eric Bledsoe are all on the same team and the DPOI is Tony <laughs> Snow. But God, it would be funny. <laughs> Just imagining that is amazing. What side do you think offered to put that in the deal? Was that the Bucks or was that Tony Snell's agent? Um, it's, that's a that's a difficult one. Uh, I think I think it maybe is Tony Snell said. I'm going to have to reach out to some sources. Well, it could be the Buck side because then you present it as a bigger overall deal. That's fair. Honestly. So yeah. it could have been the Buck side to make it seem like a better. I don't know why they. I mean, I guess you'd probably want the outside to make it to think he's making even less. But like you are like, Tony, we got a forty six million dollar contract. It's actually a forty three million dollar if you read the fine print. Um, but yeah, who knows? But that's. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, one you of just got to win. Uh, you know, you got to get to the conference finals with our team. You know, start some games, win Defensive Player of the Year. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Casual boilerplate stuff. Yeah. Oh, brother. That would. Oh my goodness! What a question! What a question! Thanks to everyone who asked questions. Um, reminder that uh, make sure to follow us both on Twitter at Tywinish at Arcadi Junior. Uh, so look out for more mailbags. This was fun. We have to do this again. Uh, we will do this again. And get in the Discord as well. Um, take a picture or a screenshot of you listening to the pod or giving us a rating or a review and send it to us on Twitter. And get Or if you don't have Twitter, you can email it to tywindishnba at gmail.com. Um, and then, yeah, we will uh, get you in the Discord and you can ask more questions and talk more bucks. But, Rohan, I think we are all out of stuff. Yeah, we've. I've. I honestly haven't had my uh, window at the right place. We have been going for a while in terms of but recording. Your window? No, like I didn't have the right tab open. Oh, gotcha. And yeah, I did not realize we've been talking this long. We always manage to make episodes super long, don't we? This is a short pod for us. It re- honestly, it is. <laughs> It's shorter than the last couple, um, but yeah, it's it's got to be shorter. So I guess we gotta we gotta cut it down and say thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on the Notorious Blue Wire Podcast Network. Yeah, Ooh. I know, right? Um, we we really enjoy you know doing these sort of mailbag episodes. Like Ty said, uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter, get in the Discord, so you can be here for future uh, mailbag episodes. Send us your questions. So. Yeah, that would be great. And also, if you're feeling super generous and you did actually enjoy this episode, leave a rating and subscribe to this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure you check out all the great content across the entire Blue Wire podcast network. Uh, Please stay safe, everyone, and we will talk to you next time.